Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and joining me as always is my favorite co-host, my son, Jaden. Jaden, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Hope everyone out there is doing good, having a good day. How are you doing? You asking me or the people out on you. the internet? Me? You. I'm doing good. We're we're, That's good. we're we're two days late on the show, and I feel bad about that. Yeah. I feel bad about that. Yeah. Life's been busy yeah. since COVID-19. Sometimes I wish we could have just some time off. Like, you know, I know some people are having time off, but I mean, I'm, not, I'm not ungrateful. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, we're busy and we have stuff to do. I just, I want some time off. That, that, that'd be nice. Always nice. Maybe we can plan a vacation, you know, here soon for the family or something. Anyway. Uh, this is Dad's Gaming Corner, episode 20. We are recording a day late, but this is, is for the week of uh, Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. This is episode 20 for us. I'm actually excited. I know that we're looking to do something special on episode 25, but um, I'm excited for 20. What about you? No. You're only, not excited only, that we're... Only you are 25. not excited that we're doing... <laughs> you're not excited this is the 20th episode. No, only 25. Only 25. Yep. You're a punk. Oh, Okay. I need some. I need some music to play. Twenty five. Well, we are planning to do something special for episode twenty five. Um, if you have any suggestions for us, um, you have some thoughts or comments. Uh, I'd love for you to write into the show. You can email us at hey dad at dadsgamingcorner dot com. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas on something we could do for the big you know twenty five. Um, that's that's a that's a great milestone for us to hit, and I'm excited to to do that. So. Um, we have a lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, the main question that we're going to talk about later on is, is this the year of third-party support for the Nintendo Switch? Um, and we're going to go through a bunch of news articles. We're going to talk about them here, and you'll see why I'm asking that question. But let's go ahead and just stop, or bleh, start that over there. Let's go ahead and start at the top here and see what we got here. So um, EA came out with their uh, quarter four 2020 financial results, um, and they announced their plan to release 14 games between now and March of 21, so within the next fiscal year. Um, and quote-unquote from EA, multiple EA titles are set to launch this year, um, up to 14 titles. Now, this is significant because EA, uh, since the Switch has launched, has been one of the largest publishers to also have the largest, you know, they're staying away from Switch, not doing anything with Switch. Um, even up to this point, they only have five games. So if you look at the Switch... It's it's just over three years old. Nintendo did their uh, you know their financial report. Everybody's doing it late because of COVID nineteen, and so you've got you've got um, uh, Ubisoft and EA and Nintendo, Sony, and a lot of them were coming out late because of that. And Nintendo just came out in the last week and said how uh, the, the Switch to them in their eyes is right at about the midway point in its life cycle. So a general console goes you know six to seven years, and then they come up with a new console. Well, I. When they said that, it kind of made me take a step back because I was like, wow, we've had the Switch for three years. Like, it's it's been so much fun. It's never been a console where I've been, I'm done with this console or I wish they would change this console. I mean, there's upgrades we want, but I'm very happy with the console. But going back to what we're saying, the fact that Nintendo is saying, you know, we are halfway through the life cycle, right about the mid-cycle uh, halfway point with the Switch, and EA still hasn't brought anything to the plate. Um, so there's only five games I mentioned. So in those five games, three of them are sports games. So you got FIFA 18, 19, and 20. Then you have Faye, and then you have Unravel 2. And 
So the thing about this is that EA has done a terrible job both in supporting the Switch, and I'll, I'll just call it out. You know, I don't have any allegiances to EA or any publisher out there. Let's just call it as it is. They've done terrible support for Nintendo Switch, um, and they've also done a really bad job of testing the waters for Switch players. So, for example, and Jay, I want you to weigh in on this, um, in testing the waters for... Um, uh, for the Switch, as far as the players and, you know, who's interested in everything else, how that goes, um, they released three versions of FIFA. That's great if you're a FIFA player. Yeah. Then they released Faye, which is a, uh indie game. You know, it's not yeah. even... That's that's only going to appeal to certain players. Um, and then they release Unravel 2, which, which yeah. again, indie game, great game. But, again, it's an indie game. And it's not, like, super well-known. Like, if you're trying to test a console, like... Pick a game that you know lots of people are going to play and enjoy. Like, exactly. And, I mean, yeah, FIFA's big, but why do you need three versions of it? Like, at least pick another sport to put out there addition to, additional to FIFA. Like, well, you don't need three versions of FIFA. And the other, That's just no variety. And, the other issue with, and you're exactly right. Another issue with them testing the waters with FIFA, which has been their primary game here, um, it's the stripped down versions. It's it it's still the new rosters, but it's the legacy edition. So it's always missing whatever that new component is that's coming from the pre or for, from that current generation game, like a career mode or whatever. So it's always a stripped down version. I mean, I'm oh, glad that. I'm glad that FIFA is on Switch. I mean, it's nice to have a good soccer game on Switch. Um, but yeah, terrible. Anyway, we'll, we'll get more into EA here in a bit. Um, but again, it begs the question is, could this be the year of third-party support for the Nintendo Switch? Uh, EA has, has said that they're going to launch multiple titles up to 14 this fiscal year. Capcom has also said to, re, uh, uh, in their financial report, they said, quotes, uh, multiple major new titles will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. So um, that's exciting. Capcom has, has been a big supporter of the Switch. They brought over all of their Mega Man collections, all of them. Um, you can get those on sale all the time for 50% off. Um, they've done well with supporting it with the Resident Evil games. You get Resident Evil uh, 0, 1, um, I think 0, 1, 4, 5, 6, and 7, as well as Revelations 1 and 2. I think I, I think I named them all. Those are all on Switch. So Capcom, I mean, there's other games that Capcom has that they've brought to Switch. Capcom has been one of the developers that has supported it. But the phrase that got me is that they said, and this is their quote, multiple major new titles coming to switch that's significant because it's not saying hey here's our back catalog of games that we can bring to switch but we are now developing specifically Ew. for the switch right and these may be games games coming to the xbox and playstation as well but uh the switch is going to be a part of it mm -hmm. that's exciting you know good um, for them up to this point one of the biggest uh publishers developers and you know in the industry has been ubisoft that's been bringing stuff to the switch uh, which has been great, but there's there's so much more out there that I want to see on Switch, and now we're beginning to see it. So I, I'm I'm excited Only about took that. Three years. Well, I mean, Capcom's been doing good. It's just yeah. It's, it's, I think I think what happened is is that the we've talked about that on the show before, but so many you know developers and publishers were were burnt by the Wii U. I mean, the Wii U had an install base of what was it, like 13 million. Something small, like 13 million. The Switch, by the way, just this week, they hit 55 million units sold Darn worldwide. Right they did. 55 million. That's incredible. That's I mean, a lot of sales. That's halfway through their life cycle. I mean, they're and, and they're and they're picking up and that's their thing. They're picking up steam. They're not slowing down. They're doing better this month than they did last month. Part of that is, I'm sure, due to COVID 19. But still, um, 
they're month after month they're picking up sales. The only months, if you look at their their sales for the last year, the only time that their sell numbers go down as far as they're still selling units, but they're selling at a slower rate is when they're having inventory issues, when they can't, you know, stock the shelves with enough. So the demand is there. This could absolutely become their their best selling console of yeah. all time. And so that's exciting to hear. And I think developers, because they were burnt with the the failure that the Wii U was, um, great hardware. Just Nintendo did a terrible job <laughs> of marketing it. You didn't know what, what what it was. I mean, I've said on the show before, but I remember going to Best Buy and looking at it and thinking, you know, when it came out, thinking, okay, I have a Wii. Do do I need a Wii U or do I just need this this pad, this big? And if you go fill the the the, the Wii U pad now. I can't remember what the official term of it is, but the gamepad, it feels like a toy, like a, like an actual toy toy, like a Fisher-Pricer toy. It's, it's just really nice. cheap feeling. But I remember thinking, do I buy the pad, this gamer pad, and it hooks up to my Wii? Do I do I actually need the Wii U? What oh, is the Wii U? Don't need and, it. And then I was thinking, well, if you need a gamepad, and they they weren't cheap, they were expensive. I was like, do I have to, do I have to buy four of these to do four-player games? It was just, there was so much confusion around that console. Anyway... <laughs> Definitely, all these companies have stood back. They're seeing the success of the Wii now, and now they're coming on board. So, that's good. Uh, I'm excited to hear about EA. I'm excited to hear about Capcom releasing new content for the Switch. And so, just I think it's going to be a good year for us. Jay, why don't you take this next one? All right. Um, Maze Theory announced a new Doctor Who game will be releasing in 2021 for the Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, the team previously worked on Doctor Who: The Edge of Time for VR devices which started the modern incarnation of the Doctor, played by Jodie Whittaker. You played that Doctor Who game, didn't you? The one on VR? I did. How was that? Uh, have you not played that? I haven't. So, um, actually, I feel bad on this. We actually we owe a review on this game, and we haven't done it because right when I was getting ready to do the reviews when COVID-19 hit and everything went out the window. Um, I was, I'm liking it, and I don't want to say much more than that because there were a few issues, and I know that they were bringing a patch. And so... Um, the Doctor Who fan in me absolutely loved this game. Um, I beat, I think, about two-thirds of it, and then I stopped because I wanted to wait for an update. Um, yeah, the Doctor Who fan in me absolutely loved it. So the- uh, My only issue was that it was kind of easy, and the fact that it held your hand a whole lot. And so um, what we need, you know what, we're, you know what we need to do? We need to go back to that game, both of us together separately like i'll play it let you play it uh-huh. and then we need to do a full up written review on this game uh, mm-hmm. we owe that to the developer and that was my bad so do you have high hopes for this one coming to switch i have high hopes in the fact that it's coming to switch just because i want it to switch um yeah. maze theory has done other things um i whenever you do an adaptation of anything that's on television or movie you always run the risk of them trying to play to fans and therefore the story suffers or or the um the the creative you know new ideas that you can you can you can evolve into a game that you can't do just with watching television you know so the way that you can you bring the player in sometimes that creativity gets lost because they're they're trying to play you know fanfare um, right I mean I this will be a day one purchase for me even if it gets like you know let's say an IGN they give it a rating of five out of ten you know mediocre or whatever I will still buy this game because it's called Doctor because Who. it's Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I mean, they could bring out, you know, uh, I don't know. So years ago, they uh, the BBC did a, um, a Doctor Who game with Matt Smith as the Doctor. It was on PC. And from what I've read, it was just absolutely awful. 
terrible. Wow. Um, I would buy that on Switch right now. They marked, they put it up there for 20 bucks. I'd buy it in a heartbeat because it's go. Doctor Who. And yes. because it's Matt Smith. Matt and Smith because it's great. Matt Smith. Uh, I'm assuming this, so this Switch, or this game for the Switch is planned for 2021. Um, even if this is Jodie Whittaker's last season and she only does two, um, she will definitely be the Doctor in this one because the game has to already be in production. So it's using yeah. Jodie Whittaker, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with. Um, not my favorite doctor, but I do like her. She's really grown on me, and I like her as a doctor. So, mm-hmm. anyway. We, we haven't even, have we seen her season, her second season? Um, we only saw the first couple episodes, we, didn't we? Correct. We waited because we weren't sure if we are watching it with Mr. Sam or not, but then we had to wait further for some other reason. Um, I think we finally decided just to hold off, and we're watching it through right oh, now with right, Caleb, right, right. and we're going to just keep watching and then okay. get to it when we get to it, so. Okay, okay. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, how come we haven't seen that? That makes sense, though. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. In other pieces of news, uh, Reggie Philome is joining toy company Spin Masters Board of Directors. Now, uh, for those of you all who are not familiar with Reggie, first of all, how can you not know Reggie? Um, who's Reggie? Who's Reggie? Jaden, I'm glad you asked. Reggie... <laughs> Reggie is the former president of Nintendo of America, and um, he served there for many years, did a great job, great promotions, uh, you know, for the uh, the Wii and the 3DS and everything else. Um, he became kind of like uh, the face of console gaming. You know, I mean, there's other people out there, Phil Spencer and whatnot with Xbox, and there's other people that, that you know, they're definitely in the public eye, so I'm not trying to pull away from them. But there hasn't been somebody as... Uh, recognizable as reggie as well as both professional and just complete out hilarious you know just funny at the same time and so um it's reggie's just he's a great guy overall well we noted that you know what was it a couple months ago was it back in um march March, March, april April. that uh, it was announced that he was going to be joining the board of directors for gamestop GameStop. to help revitalize their store you know bring it up bring them back it's down downward fall and, um, you know, he should, you know, there was a time period there of waiting and he should now be on that board, um, hoping, hopefully making some big decisions, you know, to help oh, yeah. the company. Um, uh, but what's interesting is that now he's also on the board of directors for spin masters. Um, and that's not unusual. It's not unusual to have people of high profile to be on multiple boards. Um, that's very common in fact. Um, but specifically, let me just read what it says here. It says the Toronto based toy and entertainment company says that it expects the new additions to bolster the board's experience in two key areas that, and the company looks to hone in on, which is entertainment and digital gaming. So, um, spin makers, they produce toys like Paw Patrol, spin masters, spin masters. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, Paw Patrols, air hogs, DC action figures. I mean, they're a toy company. They make all kinds of toys. But they're specifically looking to get into digital gaming and home entertainment. And if you look at it from what they're saying, then who's better than to bring Reggie on board? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's cool. I'm, I'm curious. There's been several companies, even recently. I mean, this was real big in the past, back when the PlayStation you know, 1 was out and uh, the SNES and, you know, and the Sega Genesis, things like that. Other companies were trying their own systems, like Jaguar and Atari, different things. I'm curious, and there's many more, but I'm curious... If you're bringing mm. Reggie in, um, are we looking at? I know what you're saying. Oh. Yeah, are we looking at a new way to enter the home market for digital gaming, like a console, or do we think this is more of just kind of like back when I was a kid and you had the Tiger? Remember, I was telling you about the Tiger Electronics, yes. uh, games. Yeah, you know, you're talking about which I can't wait to get my hands on those. Right. 
I don't think there's a release date yet, but I, I still want those. Um, is it just something like that, like a small entertainment type of device, or is it something on a larger scale? Um, I mean, it's Reggie. It's Reggie. So you don't you don't really know what Spin Masters is trying to do here. Um, I don't think they're going to try to throw their weight behind as a toy company and get into an actual home console market because then you're competing against not only Microsoft and Sony, but you're really competing against Nintendo because Nintendo, if you're thinking about toys, Nintendo is the one, I mean, it, it hits all ages, but it definitely hits more towards family and right. children. So that's who you're competing against. Yeah. Um, you're not going to win. But, but Reggie was, would you say president of Nintendo America? Uh, North America, yes. So he knows all Nintendo's tricks. <laughs> so he can, he knows all the secrets. True, true. I mean, he's good at marketing, but I mean, he can't bring any of that over. I mean, he'd get in trouble. So, hey. Anyway, I think this is probably more along the lines of maybe a re, in my mind, what I see happening is a rebirth of some of these handheld type of electronics, but the, but in the modern age to where I could yeah. go to, you know, Walmart, buy a Spin Master toy that's like 20 bucks and it comes preloaded with, you know, five games or something. Or maybe they'll keep doing toys, but they will be robots and they'll be technologically advanced. And they'll be like walking around. It says around. digital gaming. Digital gaming. Well, then you can play. Their their face is going to be a screen, <laughs> and you can play a game on their face. Possibly so. Possibly so. All right, here. Why don't you take this next news All article right. for us? Um, Disney Plus streaming service now has fifty four point five million. That's right. I said million. This is this is insane. Subscribers. Um. Okay, my bad. Fifty four point million subscribers is well ahead of Disney's. Projected figures for the growth of Disney Plus. When the service launched, Disney estimated that it would see 60 to 90 million worldwide by the end of 2024. But if the current growth rate keeps up, Disney's going to hit that goal this year, 2020. I mean, okay, so think about it. What you what you just read right here. Right. Um, they estimated to see 60 to 90 million worldwide at the end of 2024. But if this rate keeps keeps up they're gonna hit that goal this year which is before the end of 2024 so here's okay so what what month we're in may right right so disney plus has been out roughly right at six months it came out uh no uh mid-november okay okay here here in the states right shortly after another part of the country i mean part of the world things like that so they've been out for just roughly six months okay in six months they've already they already have half of what they're looking for what they were forecasting for 2024. Yeah, that's crazy. This is insane. Yeah. And I know a lot of people were saying, well, once you have Disney Plus for like a month or something, or let's say three months, maybe you've oh, watched yeah. everything and then you're done. But they've been really good about bringing the movies you know, from the big screen yeah, to Disney keep... Plus immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, they're adding stuff from the vault. They're, you know, I mean, their backlog catalog. They're bringing all kinds of things. And so um, I, know a lot of, I know a lot of people who have actually canceled Netflix just because everything they want to watch is on Disney Plus. It's Darn like, why right have Netflix? Is. I mean, we're, it seems like when I come home a lot, Disney Plus is what's turned on. Yeah, we were watching, we are actually using it just a couple of days ago. We were watching 101 Dalmatians because um, they, Caleb and Mike had never seen it. So I was making them watch that because I like that movie. Then we watched Little Mermaid. We watched Beauty and the Beast not too long ago. So we, we use it like and, a and lot. And here's the good thing about Disney Plus is that um, Disney, Dis, Disney, Disney, Apple, and Nintendo. These three companies have so much in common, if you think about this. Um, they make really good products, okay? Yeah. I mean, they, there's some duds here and there, but for the most part, right. Disney, Nintendo, and <laughs> Apple, all three make really good products. Right. 
Um, and but they also do something else that's in common. Um, they put a high value on their product, and they don't they don't put it in the bargain bin. So you may find a new game from EA today for sixty dollars, and then in six months it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Or it's two ninety nine on sale with Xbox Game Pass or whatever or PS Now whatever you know. Um, Nintendo doesn't do that. Never. They don't do that. Disney doesn't do that. If you want to go buy The Little Mermaid on Blu-ray, you're paying you're paying twenty thirty bucks. You better get your wallet out. You're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not getting it for for full dirt cheap. Price. Full price. Apple's the same way. They don't. I mean, they'll do small discounts around the holidays. They'll have a hundred, two hundred dollars off, and that's it. You know, and you're buying a, you know, two thousand dollar MacBook. You're like, yay, hundred dollars off. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, in that way, Disney Plus. I mean, it's really cool because I mean, we would have spent easily. You know. Over two hundred dollars at this point, just in purchasing content that y'all been oh, watching. Oh, easy, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to say that it's doing this well. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and, that's crazy. Like, yeah. that's I, a big number. Yeah, you know, I'm always curious when I look at things like this. I'm wondering what, why they set that goal. I mean, yes, you want to undersell, over deliver. That's true for anything. But I mean, this is a this is a huge, you know, miscalculation. Oh uh, yeah, they were they were expecting sixty to ninety by the end of 2024, which is um. They're basically you know, at that 60 right now. right now. Yeah, they should be hitting that by the end of this year. I mean, who? Either somebody's got a big promotion or a big uh, raise for yeah. doing so well on this, or they're re-evaluating how they're doing things. I don't <laughs> know. Here, go and take this next one, too. All right. Um, This is a piece on Animal Crossing. Uh, you can now get paid to be an interior designer on Animal Crossing New Horizons. Online homeware brand Olivia's has launched the world's first Animal Crossing interior design service, allowing people to earn money as a virtual interior design consultant. The consultants will provide professional advice when hired by other players looking to improve the interiors of their in-game homes. The roles involve providing creative feedback to clients and suggesting suggesting ideas on improving their home within their budget, explaining the reason behind your choice. Okay. How do we know where to begin on this? This is interesting. <laughs> I mean, granted, I mean, we talked about it on the show. We spent eight hours, you know, you, me, mommy, um, with my Animal Crossing on the TV. We spent eight hours redesigning the interior of my home. We did. Eight well, hours. Well, okay. I, I wasn't helping the whole time. I'll That's admit, a lot. I wasn't helping the whole time. I was, pay- I was Part of the time I wasn't paying attention. Still, I must have driven mommy insane. Oh yeah, because she was helping you the whole time. Yeah, we spent like all day just redesigning. No, it was your over house. eight hours. It, it, it was. I mean, honestly, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. Um, so it, I mean, you know, maybe you should have just hired one of these guys. Well, that's the thing. It says if successful, consultants will be paid upwards to fifty dollars per hour for their services. That's a lot of money. But they will also be able to set their own rates and work flexibility. So. Now, obviously, we're talking about, I mean, this is from Olivia. So we're talking about actual, you know, home designers, people who do this for a living, to be able to come in and say, you know, what's your budget? What's in your inventory right now? Are you looking to expand beyond what you have? Are you looking to stay within what you have in your inventory? Are you looking to stay within a certain bell a bell budget, like 200,000 bells, 300,000 bells? And what, what's your budget there Yeah, uh, on buying things out of the catalog? Um, they'll be able to do, I'm sure there'll be a consultation beforehand, and then they'll move on to the rest. But it's again, we talked about it last week on the show. It's crazy that you have real life all of a sudden colliding with, with, animal, with, crossing. with, with animal crossing. You know, it, we're getting it, paid real money to help people with Animal Crossing. 
it's it's insane. You know, Animal Crossing has already out has already sold more than fifteen million units, which is insane. Insane. And I don't have the exact numbers right now. It just keeps going up. It just keeps going up. Um, I, here, I guess here's how I feel on this. If 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 you need this service and you know, having that home is exactly what you want, I can see somebody who would say, mm, "I'll drop an hour." You know, hours worth. I'll pay fifty bucks, the price of a game, to make my home look as perfect as I want it to look. Get a really good consultant. Uh, but it is. It's the price of a game, and that's yeah. if you can get it all done that's in an crazy, hour. Crazy though. But you know what? More power to you. More power to you if you're the one that's the consultant and yeah. you're able to go in. And you've got an eye for things like because that's the thing. You have to have an eye for it. You have to have an eye on space and everything else. Um, and Animal Crossing only gives you so much room. So yeah, that's really cool though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> do that because first of all, I don't feel like paying fifty bucks. But I like I like designing my own house, you know, and how right. like I don't I don't want someone else to do it for me. Like I I, I want to do it my way, and I want to be the one doing it. You know, that's part of the experience for me. It's fun, so I wouldn't go pay someone fifty dollars an hour to come design my house. It's just not you want to do that yourself. Yeah, have the personal touch. All right, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, in other news, Forbes published an article on how to buy and sell turnips. You know, Forbes is, has actually done several of these articles, but this one is specifically its tips on how to buy, sell, and find the best prices. And so rather than go through their article, I wanted to kind of just take a moment and you and I talk about turnip selling because we haven't done a lot of that oh. on the show. Um, we did talk about uh, turnip calculator. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, turnip calculator. But I wanted to go and give some of what we've learned uh, best practices on buying, on selling, things like that. And so um, we're both relatively new. We've only been doing this for the last, what, three weeks? Three weeks, three or four weeks. Right. Three, yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, let me just kick us off here and then, you know, add, because yeah. I'm sure I'm going to miss some stuff here. Um, so some of the things to know right off the bat is that you can only buy turnips on Sunday morning in your region, whatever time that time frame is for, for you. Um on Sundays up till noon. noon she leaves yep. at noon. Now, what time does she get there? I'm not. I think it's like five. The game, the way the game works, um, things reset at five o'clock in the morning, or like things come at five. You know, like the the day starts at five. The new day starts at five. So, like it doesn't start at midnight. You know what I mean? So, I'm I'm assuming she comes at five because that's how like the, the rest of the game works. Right. But I'm not super sure. I know every time I get up on Sunday morning, she's there already. So it's before I get up. And, I mean, I don't get up super duper early. But I'm I'm assuming it's 5 o'clock. Okay, and then I, I, just, I, just, I just verified. Okay. So, um, yeah, so each Sunday, um, at, you know, this is after you've unlocked Nook's Cranny. There is a few requirements there. Right. Um, you'll have a, an, I'll just read the description here. An adorable boar, you know, a pig, a boar. Uh, named Daisy May, who will visit your town to sell turnips from 5 a.m. to 12 p.m., yep. whatever your time zone is. She sells them in bundles of 10 for a varying of price each week, somewhere between 90 to 110 bells per turnip. Um, Dang, and so 90? I wish I got 90 sometime. To 110. Well, see, I was talking to uh, Joe and Cassie this week, and I, maybe I'm wrong. I thought they said they, that both their prices were 200 bells. What? That doesn't make any sense to me. Two hundred bells, right? Did do they know? Is I'm not sure. That I've never seen them that high. No. Either way, generally, okay. Look, anything over one, t- anything over like one hundred seven, I wouldn't buy. But here, here's here's the turnip thing in a, in, a, in a nutshell. I'll make it real simple. 
Sunday mornings is when you can buy turnips. So hopefully you have a network of friends who's also playing Animal Crossing. If you do, look at what it is on your island. If you can get them for a good price, I would say anything, you know, under uh, like 101, anything under 101, go ahead and buy on your own island. Yeah. Uh, talk to your friends, though. You may have friends who they're selling them for 93 bells. You know, you can always go to someone else's island and buy turnips. Uh, the only issue with that is that if you're buying, like, for example, last week I bought, um, how many did I buy? We said it was three thousand or something like that. Um, well, I basically spent one point one million bells on turnips. Um, if it's a stack of, they stack in a um, hundred. A hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought. Let's see. You have what four four rows? So that's four eighty. Rows. That's forty, and I mean it's forty in one. Forty. Section. Yeah, yeah. Forty. So about four, three. eight, uh, and then probably. I, I probably bought, bought around 135 stacks of turnips. I bought a lot wow. of turnips. That is and so if I was going to your island to buy turnips, that means I'm flying to your island, buying turnips, coming back, going to your island, buying turnips, coming back, going to your island, buying turnips, coming back. Yeah, that back. gets annoying. Three times. Yeah, it's annoying for you. It's annoying for me. Um, but but just know you can buy turnips on anybody's island. You can also sell turnips at any point at anyone's island. You can only buy on Sunday, and then you can sell Monday through Saturday. There are two different turnip prices, both uh, a.m. and p.m. So every day there's two different prices. So you got to make sure you check in the morning every oh sorry, morning every day, and then afternoon every day because the prices change after 12 p.m. So to make sure you get a good price, you gotta you gotta look at all of them just there's, to make sure. There's its own stock market, mm-hmm. and so and we've done that. We've sold at other people's islands. Um, I think it was. Last week, uh, they were selling for two fifty two or something a mine, something like that two fifty four. Yeah. And I invited you know my family, you know everyone in my family who plays, you know Melissa, Jaden, Caleb, y'all come to my island and sell. No one wanted to sell, and then poor Caleb ended up actually losing money. Yeah. It was all said and done, which I felt bad about. He found the highest price he could, but it was still lower than his buy price. Right. So you want to buy buy low, sell high. So here's here here's our our main tip. When it comes to selling turnips, because this is something that, you know, needs to be talked about. We've talked about the tur- turnip calculator and there's other apps out there similar to this turnip calculator where you basically input your sell price on your island and then the sell, I'm sorry, the buy price on your island and then the sell price, whatever it is, you know, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, and so on each week. And it tries to give you a trajectory of when is the best time to sell. It's accurate, though. It is pretty accurate. It is very accurate from what I've t- been, yeah, yesterday? I've been able to see. I so I I put in all my prices, you know, st- uh, about my I put in my buy price and then my sell price Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, a.m. and p.m. and then it was it was uh, projecting that I would have a spike today, mm-hmm. and this morning my prices are three sixty two. Oh, dang! That's so good. it's it's accurate. It worked, and then it's projecting that it's going to go back down. So that's crazy because it actually worked. No, that's actually really cool. So you can use Turnip Calculator. Another thing that we've been doing, excuse me, I've been doing this week is doing a lot of research into things like Reddit, Discord, and finding where people are posting on there. You can join, like I'm part of a group called Turnip Exchange, and people are posting and get notifications of, hey, uh, Timmy and Tommy right now are buying at 400, 500, 600 bells. And so um, earlier this week, um, I, it was Monday, so I, I spent 1.1 million bells yeah, on, on, on turnips. Sunday. On Sunday, right. and then Monday morning, I was playing, and um, I actually went to a website, and we'll link it in the show notes. And it's simply just turnip dot exchange, 
And if you go to turnip.exchange, here's what it does for you. When you when you load it, there's three main banners. There's a host, join, and islands banners. And forget about hosts and join right now. You'd basically just want to click on islands. And then when you click on islands, it tells you currently uh, what, what turnips are going for. Now, this... This isn't pulling data from the game. This is people like Jaden just now. You're you're selling for how much? Three three sixty two. Jaden could go to the Turnip Exchange and post his island, his island name, as well as you know they're selling for three sixty two. And then Jaden would just leave his switch open and then or turned on and then his gates open with a dodo code, and then people can go to this website. They would see it right then. They would click on his on his island and then they would join a queue. And what the queue does is that it helps. Um, line people up so that the island isn't flooded with, you know, eight, whatever the max amount of visitors are. Most of these queues you'll find, you'll have a queue of 25 to 50, but then they only allow three to four visitors at a time. Again, that's to help so that you don't have that constant, please close your conversation, please Mm -hmm. close your window, all that kind of stuff. Although that was pretty annoying. When I went to this person's island, whenever it was, Monday or Tuesday or whatever, I, like, could barely move. Like, I would walk, and then it would tell me to stop. And then somebody's arriving on that. Right. And then but I would we, walk. How much do we sell for? Leaving. How much do we sell for? 520 or something like that. That may have been the second island I went to. Because I went to one island and I sold, you know, uh, basically um, uh, 80 stacks of turnips. Right. And then I went and sold my last stack or, you know, inventory mm-hmm. pocket-wise of turnips at another island. My first one, I sold at five, um, I want to say it was 583, wow. 573 uh, per turnip. And so this is something <laughs> that if you if you have a day where you are you know you've got time and you don't mind waiting, um, this is for you. This is for you. I spent one point one on turnips, and when I was all said and done, I had um, what did I tell you five point eight something like five point eight million crazy like that. Yeah, right, right. So I made basically I made like five million. You know that is crazy. And, and you'll see on this website that sometimes people will ask for a fee. Like they'll say it's two hundred thousand. Bells, or they'll ask for Nook Mile tickets. That's a big currency that's going on right now. Um, it's kind of like this black market thing going on. Hey, give me 20 Nook Mile t- tickets, and you can have this prize visitor that I have over here. Um, we talked a little bit about that before, so we won't talk about it here. But um, this is something you can do. And a lot of these, you know, those like I'm looking at it right now and just scrolling through some of these. Um, there's very few on here right now, uh, being how early it is this morning. But uh, there's one on here right now for 295 bells, and there's no I fee. I could beat that. There's no fee. They just ask uh, for a tip. So, Jaden, you could go on here right now, have your switch open, let's say, for the next three hours, and just monitor it, and you could ask for, you know, no fees, but ask for a tip. No, I'm, 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 there's going to be fees. Uh, on my second island I went to to do this, the guy had, I'm flying over, and I'm like, this guy has a really cool layout. He laid it out for this very purpose. He laid oh, out all it? his fences and everything else, and once you landed, you could walk around on the beach. But to get onto the island, you were corridored by the fences, and he stood right in the way. And he said, fee, please, and you'd have to drop 100,000 bells before he'd let you cross. And That's then cool. you'd take the money, and you'd go. I mean, you could you could easily make you know millions oh, of yeah. bells. That, that's actually like in doing very this. smart. I didn't think of that. When you, when you um, told me, like, hey, this dude's letting us come to his island to sell turnips— I mean, I tried it for a while, but I got bored because you had to wait forever. And then I found out that he wanted a fee. I was like, no, you're not getting any of my money. So then I stopped. But then I realized that you can get Nook Mile accomplishments by making money with turnips. And that's a big thing for me. I want to get all those accomplishments finished. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. So I go to the island. But the island I went to, he didn't charge any fee. He let you come and go. And I was like, oh. Did you leave him a tip? No. 
I, 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 I didn't have to leave it. No, to. no, no, no. I didn't know where he was. There's people everywhere, so I didn't want to just drop money. Anyone would take it. Jaden. Anyone See, the would first take island the money. I went to, I actually, you know, sent out a message. I said, "Who's the host of this island?" And you can send out messages. Yeah, just hit, just hit R. <laughs> oh, that's pro cool. tip, pro tip. Hit R on your controller, and a little message dialogue comes up, and you can chat on the island. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so the first island I went to, I uh, well, I went to the first island twice. So I gave him two hundred thousand the first time, three hundred thousand the second time, and then the fourth or and then the the second island I went to for my third trip, I left him a hundred thousand. So total, I spent six hundred thousand in tips. I but st- you made. I still got I still got over five million in my bank, and mm-hmm. every debt's paid off. I got the biggest you know upgrade in my house, and I'm rolling in bells. Yeah. Yeah. So this week I'm planning on like, I mean this is gonna be crazy, but. I, I would like to try spending like five million. That is crazy. And see if I couldn't turn that into twenty million. Yeah, that's that's a lot of bills. <laughs> I don't know. Who needs that kind of money? No one. No one needs that kind of money. No. My goodness. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, let's jump to this one first, and then we'll go back to the last one. So, Evil Imp is back at it again, but this time he's in space. And so, last week we talked about and we shared in the in the in the show notes a link where Evil Imp created a man he did a great job of creating this this movie trailer for a horror flick so well done it was very good and then he did it behind the scenes with the actors that was so funny. well done he did it again one week later i don't know how he's doing this yeah it's crazy it looks so good it looks very very I, good i sure hope he's not hacking code and it's and it's being taken down or i don't know yeah. just go watch it while you can in case nintendo does pull it but anyway this time it's in space, and so it, it's still you know scary. It's still that whole suspenseful, suspenseful. Stuff like that. Uh, but this time it's for an epic, terrifying sci-fi film. So go check it out. We'll put it links in the show notes. Thought it was great. And then the last piece of news we wanted to bring y'all again, again about uh, Animal Crossing, just because if you're not playing Animal Crossing, then what are you playing? Yeah, like, like what are you playing? If you're not you, playing Animal yeah, Crossing, I'm what are you playing? <laughs> anyway, um, so there is a fan-made Animal Crossing Direct. And so Nintendo, if you're not familiar with the Direct, Nintendo will uh, put out Nintendo Directs, Indie Directs to talk about upcoming games. They'll do an Indie Direct to talk about the latest uh, uh, Indie. Indies. They call them nin- uh, Nindies with an N. Oh, because Nintendo? Messes me up. Anyway, yeah. Indie. <laughs> they talk about the latest Indie games coming to Switch as well. And they're really professionally done, great voice voiceover uh, acting and everything else. Well, a user went out there. And created a direct on uh, imagine animal Animal Crossing with quality of life features that we actually want. And so, Jay, you and I watched this. Now, this is a video. Absolutely, if you're interested, go watch it now because it will be. T- it's already been taken down once, and the the user re-uploaded it, and he put it in the comments. Watch while you can. Nintendo already you know striked once, so I'm sure it's going to be taken down any day. Yeah. Um, save it if you want to show it to your friends. It's a great video. It was very. It made me mad. Because dude, I got sad watching the video. The things in the video would be so, and we've Ugh. we've talked about this before. Like the things they put in there, we've talked about. Like the you can craft multiple items at once. So let's say you just got off the beach with lots of clams to make fish bait, and you have to make each one individually. You can fish bait. S- you can, Sorry, you can select <laughs> how many fish bait you want to make at a time. So if you want to make thirty fish bait, how do you? How can you not? How can you say fish bait without saying that? Uh, fish bait. It's instinct, instinctively in me. On fish goes, bait, Ooh, uh-uh. fish bait, <laughs> fish bait. Anyways, fish bait. If you want to make like thirty hit at a time, you can do that. You can right. select the amount you want to make, and then boom. So you don't have to go through and do each individual. 
Ooh, that drives me crazy. So, so just to make sure that we're clarifying, this isn't a video about, hey, we would like to see these changes and the person is talking about it. This looks like a video that Nintendo would have produced it looks legit, yeah. about a beta version of Animal Crossing where the features are already implemented. I don't know how they made this video. I mean, I don't know how they made it without actually like, you know, grabbing the code and then changing. I don't know. It looks I don't, very we, real. We, we won't go there. Like, it looks I'm just, just saying, like it. you have this really good VO happening and this voiceover, you know, acting happening, and they're saying, um, "You've been creating a lot. We're right there with you." Now, with the new added feature, when you go to create, and this is very happy voice, instead of creating one at a time, you have a little, and it just kind of fades in. A little ticker. You want to create more than one? Easy. Just press the up button, and then you see them crafting 20 all at the same time. It's very And amazing. it goes through all these improvements, and it says, oh, yeah. are you at your workbench? And then you're trying to create that, whatever they list, and you're missing that one iron back in storage? Not anymore. Your storage and pockets are linked. Just little things that yeah. are quality of life that we're watching, and I'm sitting there going, "I'm getting like, sad." You walk, you walk into the and I'm getting cranny, angry because I want this. You walk into Nook's cranny, and it tells you. And when you go in your pockets and highlight an item, it tells you the price. Oh and my everything. gosh! Yeah, like it open was, your pockets. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! It was very amazing. Um, going to uh, the Able Sisters Tailor Shop. Oh. And rather than only being able to buy one item for each slot so at the time. So say there's eight different colors of this pair yeah, of shoes. Yeah, and they're talking about saying, you can buy multiple items? No problem. Just select them. And they Go select ahead. all of these shoes, and they hit purchase. We'll mail them right to you. And I'm like... Yes, I wish. Please, I wish. And they go on and on with these. You know, you want to sort your pocket? Just press the X button, and then the whole pocket just sorts. You want to quickly use an item rather than pull up a menu of use, drop, whatever. You know, just press one button to use. Press one button to drop. Yeah. It was. It, it was. It made sense of like going back saying, why isn't this a part of the game? And then there was the indicator on the ground. They're saying, you want to create a path or want to plant that? that oh, this that, was amazing. You want to plant that flower in the perfect spot? I know I've screwed that up multiple oh, times. Oh, yeah, because you know how flowers go every which way they feel right. like. And so there's an indicator, and wherever the indicator is on the ground in front of you, you see this in video, that's where it is. You want to create a long path with your island designer? Press the right direction and just hold A the entire time. That'd be nice. And the person just starts painting all in one giant long row. And I'm like... Why isn't this in the game? I don't know. Okay, we're gonna link this in the show notes. Go watch it. This, like I said, I'm watching this. I, I, I it was a, it, it, this was a horror flick in itself. This was a, this was a movie because yeah. I had sense of joy of like this is so cool to moments of actual sadness where I was like, why do I not have this? The points of anger of I'm done with this game. This is stupid. Nintendo, fix your game. Yeah, I mean. Animal Crossing's great. You know, we all Don't love get me it. wrong. I love Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing's great. It's just it's very inconvenient and slow at times. Ooh. It's something I've been complaining about ever since I got the game. Like, why can't you craft multiple things at once? Things like that. I think that would be a very good update. So, uh, you know, Nintendo, if you're listening to this podcast, which would actually be pretty cool. Nintendo, you should be listening. Then go ahead and implement these into Please. the game. Because we beg you. It would be very nice. All right, so that's it with the news. Um, Jay, let's let's catch up on what we've been playing this week, what we've been doing. I know this has been a crazy week. I don't have a lot of gaming in there. You just splash yourself or something with the water? Well, I took a drink out of my <laughs> bottle here, and it was like... Careful with the microphones. Yeah. Um, yeah, so why don't you kick us off with what we've been playing this week? What have you been playing? Um, oh, well, actually, last night? No, two nights ago. Right. Two nights ago, we... Um, 
got onto this game called Doodle God Evolution. And if y'all don't know what this game is, basically, um, it's just a game where you combine elements and things to create a new element. So um, we recently just got into what's called Doodle God Farm. So what this is, it's the evolution of animals. So you combine this and this to make this animal or, you know, things like that. Like different elements. Right. Right. And so, there's, yeah. So give like a, an idea of the categories. Okay. Well, then, okay. Well, right now we're doing Doodle God doodle god farm um so there's like there's 15 categories uh i'll just name a few there's like a reptile category there's um here can you pull it up yeah here, i'll just pull it up for you there you okay, go okay there's a reptile category there's a farm animal or like a domesticated animal category there's a mythical creatures category um insects um fish so you just you go around and you just combine these animals so like um, I remember one of them was horse and bird, and it made a mythical creature, Pegasus. So it's just things like that. You just do that over and over. And it sounds very, very, very boring. Like, it sounds just not fun at all. But it's it's actually fun for some reason. Okay, so here's here's where I'm, here's where I'm stuck on this game. Um, I thought this game was you're matching the elements to create, and then it was going to turn into like a sim-like game. Right. Uh, and it's not like that at all. Nope. There, there's no sim activity whatsoever. And that's what I'm, 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 that's what I'm wanting. Sorry, my microphone there. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I'm wanting a sim-like experience. And so this game really is about matching different elements. But it's not just about, well, let's create fire every single time. Because there's the farm mode. Then there's the actual, I guess, you know. West mode. God mode where you're over the earth and you're creating oh, yeah. things. Uh, and then there's the quest mode. And the quest mode I, is probably the only mode I really find that interesting because the first quest is you're, you're stranded on an island. Um, I just realized this is in our indie corner. We're talking about it then, so I just might oh, as well talk is. about it now. That's okay. There you go. Um, um, with the quest mode, you're, you're, this first quest, you're on an island, and you there's a completion you know, from 0 to 100%. And so you start off alone, and then you've got to... You know, you ha- you find and create elements to make a shelter, and right. then to make weapons, and then to have food, and then to have clothing, and then berries, eventually you like get that. to the point where there's a white cell and a black cell that you see on the horizon, and you need to attract one or the other. Well, we tried attracting both and failed, and then um, we tried something else and we attracted the black flag, which obviously pirates. Pirates, and when which the black isn't good. when the black flag came. That quest was over, and it says the, the the pirates came, stole your treasure, and left you on the island. Threw you you back will probably on the island. Be, yeah threw you back on the island. You'll probably be here the rest of your life. So that quest is now over. Right. We need to redo it. So and then you go to a next quest. Which I think is like a princess stuck in a tower with a dragon or Save something the like princess, that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so you're you're not doing the same elements again. You're doing them differently. And it's not always just well, how do I make fire? How do I make mud or water? Things like that. It's how do I make what I need to make to progress the story. So it's almost like a text-based adventure if you think of it from that perspective. So, like for the, um, I'm just trying to think here for um, for the dragon. We haven't done that one yet, but there very well might be something in there of you need a, a, a certain type of a weapon. So, how are you going to build that kind of weapon to get where you need to go? Things like that. Um, you and Kayla both have jumped all over this game. I mean, you spent over an hour the first time we launched it. Um, and you're still really like you're you're liking it. We're almost done with the farm. I, with the farm? Yes, I'm trying to. Oh yeah, you got 15 out of 15 groups, and on the elements, um, 108 yeah. out of 141. Earlier while you were gone, um, and you wanted me to check it out some more. Oh I, wow, you've unlocked a ton of stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm doing good in this game. 
You, oh, I'm doing it's on great. your profile. It's yeah, my profile. <laughs> but yeah, I figured out lots of stuff. Um, got lots of new elements, as they call them, but they're really just animals in this version. Well, that's Doodle God Evolution. Again, we're going to uh, just touch briefly on it when we get to our um, indie, corner. indie corner. So, But yeah, moving on. So what else have you been playing? Um, you know, Animal Crossing, of course. Of course, of course. Anything new there you want to share with everyone? Um, not, no, not, no, not very much. There's, no, I have plans for a little outdoor rec center that I haven't started yet because I'm still trying to get all my items that I want in it from my, because, you know, you can only order like five things a day. So I'm still trying to get all those in. Um, but once I do that, I'm going to start construction on that. So that'll be cool. So I've only really played two games. I haven't had a I haven't had hardly any time to play any games this week, but the only but, but the two games I did put some time into are uh, Animal Crossing, obviously, obviously. Um, but again, not that much. I my I went I went to my island the first time I had time to play in several days, and all my islanders were like, "Where have you been? We've missed you. We're we're glad you're back. Are are you okay?" I'm That's thinking cool. I haven't been gone that long. <laughs> But thanks for the love. Uh, and the other game I'm currently playing is Streets of Rage 4, which we are working on a review for. And I'll, I I don't want to say a whole lot yet, but I will say this. I am liking this game. I had a hard time, um, not with the game, but um, any beat-em-up game, I, I, there needs to be something that really distinguishes it from the rest of the mix. And it has great art style, music, all that. It's just, it's just, it's a well-polished game. Um, but I... I I wasn't finding those elements that I look for that separates it and makes it above and beyond any other game out there. And I finally found one where I was picking up a, a pipe and I was hitting I was hitting a guy with it, just beating, wailing on him with a pipe. And then I threw the pipe at him like you can like River City Girls, like yeah. you throw weapons. The pipe ricochets, comes back, and I grab it and continue beating. Oh, that's pretty cool. It was awesome. One guy threw a knife at me and I grabbed it and threw it right back. That's cool. I'm like, okay, this is legit. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> this is really legit. Yeah, so I need to get some more time in with the game. I, uh, I've played it with Caleb. I need to play it with you before we can do an actual review. But um, hopefully by next week we can do an actual review on that game. So, But that's Streets of Rage 4. Um, I definitely highly recommend it. We'll talk more about it later. But definitely if you've been on the fence about buying uh, this game, I would say pick it up right now. And for mm-hmm. me, I pick it up on Switch. But you can get it you know, anywhere. So. Um, let's see, where are we at here? Uh, that's about it on that. Um. Yeah. Oh, I actually, I played a couple matches of Splatoon 2 the other day. Haven't played that game in a while. I saw Kale playing it, and so it looked nice, fun. Nice. So I got, got back into that a little bit. I'm not nearly as good as I was when I used to play it nonstop, but I still enjoyed it. So it was fun. So we have a problem. I, no, not we. No, we. No, we. Me. I'm dad. I have a problem. Okay. I have a switch. Yeah. Mommy has a switch. Yeah. You have a switch. I have a switch. Caleb has a switch. Caleb has a switch. And that's our switches, right? We have four switches in this house. Yes. Well, and a fifth one that it's an uh, original, like, day launch day switch. Day one. Yeah. That, um, sitting over there that I'm playing with that I'm hacking. Um, Anyways. Um, Micah, now that he's, you know, five, or almost five, he's he'll be five here in July. Um, he's always know, on our switches. He loves Castle Crashers. But now he's wanting to play on a regular basis, and he's wanting mm-hmm. to play with us. And it's like, well, who's giving up their Switch to play? Uh, and he's wanting to play Splatoon. He's wanting to play Castle Crashers. He's Animal wanting to Crossing. play Animal Crossing. I mean, there's a there's a good breadth of games here that he's wanting to play. And it's like, up to this point, it's been, yeah, no big deal. You know, just play on my Switch or play with me, you know, like with Castle Crashers, play with me. Um, 
But if we're doing our own things and playing and he wants to play, it's not cool anymore that he just sits and watches where he used to be fine or it used to be like we're playing on the TV, give him like an old Xbox controller yeah. <laughs> and he, th- he thinks he's playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, he got smart. He got, he's too smart for that now. <laughs> and he's like, my controller doesn't look like your controller, right? <laughs> Something's up here. <laughs> so then you have to give him a pro controller for the Switch. He's like, ah, now I'm playing your game. Yeah. Well, now he realizes he's not playing his game. Why doesn't my controller work? Why, isn't it, why, why are the lights not lighting up? Yeah. Well, because if the lights were lit up, then you'd be messing my game up right yeah. now. Um, Super Meat Boy. He wants to play Super Meat Boy. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's a that. whole bunch of games he's wanting to play. We've got a problem. Yeah. I didn't have this problem with any of y'all raising you because we had a home console that we took times pl- took turns playing. Now we have a home console that's portable. Yeah, and we all have our own. We all have our own. Yeah. We have our own because it's portable. That's the reason he's, we have our own. I mean, I don't know. <sighs> he's young, though. He's only four. He's about to be five, Jaden. Oh, yeah. He's turning five in July. Still, He's only five. He's about to, I'll give him a yeah, Joy-Con. Yeah, like six weeks, he's five. You'll, just, you'll give him a Joy-Con. I'll give him a Joy-Con. Uh, what, 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 mm. what needs to happen is that there needs to be like a really cool... Um, um, what? Uh, switch what, light. What, there what, we go. I was uh, trying to say it. Like, what's the other Switch called? A Switch light that comes out that Mommy really wants. That Because here's the thing. I can't... I... I cannot bring another Switch into you? this home. I have brought in five Switch consoles into this house. Yeah. <laughs> I can't bring another Switch console into this no. house. But if Mommy, if a, if a new Switch Lite comes out that with features really that she really cool. wants, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then then she's the one bringing yep, the Switch. Because yep, she wants it, and she can justify, like, well, my baby wants a Switch, you know. He can have the old one. Right. There you go. All right, Nintendo, I need a new Switch Lite that has better battery life. You know what? Serious, on a serious note, if, you, if there is a Switch Lite on the market that came out on the market tomorrow, ex- no difference from the current Switch Lite, except it had double the battery life, she'd want that. She would. Her Switch is always dead. She's on it all the time. She is. Yeah. My goodness. This woman, I mean, she's already surpassed me in Animal Crossing. She's playing more video She's vid- catching up to me. She's playing more video games than I am each week. Yeah. This, this well, isn't I mean, right. Well, I mean, her job too. She Ugh. she goes and babysits. So. I mean, she has time where yeah, she where she has a lot of downtime. Right. I mean, it wouldn't be normal if she had another job. But I'm just saying. She does well, play she'd be a lot. playing it at night then. You know, she would. Until she, she'd be playing until like twelve, 12 at night. She's done that before though. She'll be laying in bed just. Play until midnight. I can't get her to watch a show past nine nine thirty. But she's playing Animal Crossing. Oh, she'll play Animal Crossing until midnight. Oh yeah, she oh. has lots. Of, I think she has. I looked at it yesterday. I think she has two hundred and thirty five hours or more. Oh my gosh, she has a lot of hours in that if game. If any of you out there, you've got a great solution for me for my uh, five year old. What I need to do? Yeah, <laughs> my house of five switches. <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> might as well get another one. I think right? the only Nintendo console I've owned multiple versions of is. The original Nintendo, I had two versions of that, or two, two, I had, I had two of those because one, you know, you, you would blow out the, car, the cartridge and all that, and then blow into the system and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. and you know, up and down like the cartridge back and forth. People right. who grew up with Nintendo know what I'm talking about, and it finally bit the dust, and you're like you're not getting anything out of it, um, oh, and yeah. so then I buy another used one. So I've had two of the original. And then I had two of the SNES. Just only reason of that though was because um, one of mine was um, uh, given away without my knowledge. We'll just leave it at that. It's yeah, long story. So I had to get another one. Um, But um, currently now though, I don't have duplicates of anything in this house. 
Other than switch. Other than five switches in this house. Yeah, that's a lot, too. It is it's a lot. It's not like you only have two or three. You got five of them. All right, let's move on to our main topic of, again, is this the year of third-party support for the Nintendo Switch? Um, we talked about EA. You know, they're finally coming on board, and Capcom is, for the, now, Capcom's been a good supporter, but now they're releasing their statement, multiple major new titles um, this year, this fiscal year. Uh, could this be the year that we finally see uh, solid third-party support across the board um COVID-19 COVID has um delayed a lot of games it's delayed releases on software titles on hardware accessories switches being new actual switch consoles being made it's affecting other industries and it's affecting it's affecting our world as we know it yeah uh, and that's understandable one of the um things you know one of the effects you know you've, one of the effects of COVID-19 as well as that is that information has been slow to come out and so where you normally have E3 and everybody coming out with their latest and greatest gadgets, games, consoles, whatever, that's been canceled. Uh, Nintendo's Direct coming in early June, that's been canceled. Uh, Sony and Microsoft had their own press releases, but they came out late. A lot of software publishers are bringing out their own online presentation late. Apple themselves, every year they have, your, they have their worldwide developer conference. That's coming wow. late, and that's been canceled as far as the normal where they bring in, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, that's it's, big, too. Or thousands, actually. But that's been canceled, and now it's online only. Wow. And it's actually got pushed back. So everything's getting pushed back, which is understandable. So I can see on one hand people will be scratching their head saying, why are we even talking about third-party support? There's been nothing been said about that. Well, a lot of times those announcements come out at big events like E3. E3 was just canceled, you know, a month ago or whatever it is. Uh, however, I, I, with everything going on, I feel like I've lost sense of time. Of, yeah. you know, has it been a week? Has it been a month? I don't know. Yeah. But um, that's where we normally hear about a lot of these releases. And since we aren't having E3, now we're hearing about some of these releases. You know, EA re talked about the you know, 14 titles coming to the Switch yeah. at their fiscal uh, re reports uh, uh, meeting. My mind just went blank. Their annual meeting. They talk about their, you know, how much money mm -hmm. they're projecting to make and everything else. Right. And that's where they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're looking at making, you know, bringing 14 titles to the Switch in the next fiscal year. FYI. Um, Capcom, same thing. Uh, they did the same thing. When they had their, you know, end of year fiscal report, they said as well, projecting forward, we're bringing new titles to the Switch. Rather than having a digital conference online, like, you know, E3 you know, is, is was, was going to try to do or, you know, other game shows are trying to do. Um Companies are talking about it at their fiscal earnings reports. I mean, that's just, that's a weird place. Um, but I'm wondering how many E3, I'm sorry, how many third-party uh, games are actually in the pipeline to come out this year that we haven't heard about yet because they were scheduled for another event. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, 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 I actually haven't thought about that. That's actually a good thought because that makes a lot of sense. So I'm really excited about EA support, and so um, obviously uh, EA has a as a EA, and I don't know if this is fact, so um, no one hold me to this. But EA might have the largest library of any publisher out there, being the fact that they have been buying up companies left and right for I don't know how many years now. Hmm. And so, for example, one of my favorite games, uh, favorite RPGs of all time, is Knights of the Old Republic. Incredible game. It's a Star Wars game. It's an RPG. Phenomenal story, great game, great game. Beat it on PC, beat it on the original Xbox, great game. Well, that was that was made by a company with uh, called BioWare. Well, EA bought BioWare out, and so now it's an EA title. So EA is continually buying out. It's kind of like Disney these, these companies. 
how Disney's buying everybody. It's like this, like you know, Disney, Marvel, Star right. Wars, Pixar. They're buying like anything they can think of. That's 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 EA. So EA is Disney. So here's what I was thinking. Um, EA has an, has a service called EA Access, and you can get it on the Xbox One for a monthly subscription. Uh, I think it's roughly right around five dollars a month, something like that. And it gives you access to a. I mean, when back when I was playing it, or when I was heavy on my Xbox three years ago, when EA Access when it first came out, I was one of the first subscribers. Uh, it was a short list of like twelve games, or maybe even less than that. It was small. Uh, I'm going through this now, and I've got th- four. Three, four, four pages worth of games of what is that? One, two, three, four. We're doing this live on the show here. Um, I don't know what is that? Twenty-five, thirty games per page, something like that. So I mean, there's over a hundred games with EA Access. Which How is a lot. smart? Think about this. How and you know these are older games, some of them. How smart would EA be to say we are bringing EA Access to Switch? They would be pretty smart. I mean, just think about that for a second. I mean, I know that all of these games would have to be re-engineered for Switch to somewhat, but some of these games, it wouldn't be that hard. They already have the engines. They would just need to do some tweaking. It wouldn't be that hard. I'm just I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Because here's the thing. I think every person I know, except for maybe one or two, I mean, virtually everyone I know, if I could tell them, hey, you can get access to 100-plus games for 5 bucks a month. Are you into it? It would be, uh, yeah. Why not? Go ahead. Absolutely. Again, these aren't games that you stream. You download them to your console, like to your SD card or whatever on your Switch. Um, well, actually, it's not on your Switch, but I'm saying this is how it would work. You download it to your Switch, and then you know, per- periodically it would test, it would, it would check online to see what your subscription length is with EA Access. Do you have a valid subscription and things like that? And as long as you do, you can play the games. And so um, going down this list, and this is just the EA Access uh, games i'm I'm curious what games would we want on switch and there's some big games they have the fifa madden all of nba those. live NHL, nhl that's a big that's a big series for them. versus zombies and so i want us to take a couple minutes here and just talk about some of the games that i that we would want on switch you me everything else and so okay uh, some of my first ones that i would love to see on switch that i feel like could run on switch right now would be the Dead Space games. I would like to have all the Dead Space games on Switch. There aren't any first-person shooters on Switch right now. I mean, not really. Like, solid ones that you can think about. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, Metro came out. Um, you know, uh, 2K is bringing uh, Bioshock, oh, yeah, Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. Super excited about those. Super excited to review those on the show. I, I can't wait to see how those perform on the Switch. Uh, but from EA, I'm looking at some of these games. Like, I would love to have Dead Space. I'd like to have uh, Battle the Battlefield games. And maybe you can't bring all of them. That's cool. Bring the first one. I mean, I would love to have the first Battlefield game on the Switch. Um, and some of these games, you know, maybe if they don't do EA Access, that's fine. Well, what about just bringing some of these games over? But then it gets tricky on pricing. Because EA is, for example, uh, Burnout Paradise is a racing game. Um, that you can get from EA, uh, it was on, I don't know, you can get that game all this time on sale for less than 10 bucks. That game has already been announced for Switch that it's coming, $50. Wow. And that, you you always get caught in the discussion on a game, on, well, how do you set the value of a game? If it was a great game, you know, eight or a nine, when it came out five years ago, and it's worth 50 bucks then, why isn't it also? Why isn't it not worth fifty dollars right now as well? If it still holds up and it's an eight or a nine, 
isn't it worth 50 bucks? Yes. And so one argument would be yes. The other argument is, well, no, it's it's been out for five years, six years, seven years, eight years. I can get it on every other console for 10 bucks. So why pay 50 on on the Switch? And so I, I'm right there in the middle because on a lot of games, I'm thinking, yeah, I don't want to spend, like, Burnout Paradise. It's a great game. I'm not spending 50 bucks on that game. There's oh. no way. And I'm concerned that EA is going to be bringing games at this full price, and I'm going to be like, you just lost me, dude. You just lost me. See, I think 2K is doing it right. Like, for example, the Bioshock collection, you can get Bioshock 1, 2, and 3, all the DLC for 50 bucks. You're getting three games that were $60 each at launch, and now for you're getting 50. all three for 50 That's a good deal. It's a great deal. That's an insane deal. This is how they... But, but here's the what thing, though. What a deal. If you, what a deal. Yeah. If you were doing this on other consoles, you could get these games bargain price, 10 bucks each. You could buy the collection on any yeah. one of these other consoles right now. You could probably buy the collection on Xbox any given day for 20 bucks. But it's the Switch. But that's what I'm saying. So they though. think they're cool. They're they're them. Two K bringing it in at fifty. I'm 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 fine with paying that because I'm getting three great games. Borderlands, three great you games. You would buy I'm just Bioshock no matter what price it was. I would buy Bioshock no matter what. That's one of my favorite franchises of all time. So yes, yes. So anyway, that's that's my concern. Battlefield One. That game I loved playing it on the Xbox, on my Xbox One. If they brought it to Switch, I'm not paying full price. I'd wait for it to go on sale. Like, at 20 bucks. Yeah. I'd wait for it to go on sale. And so that's my concern. EA is sitting on such a rich library of games, but I'm afraid they're going to shoot themselves in the foot with the pricing and say, well, Switch Switch players aren't interested in our games, and they're going to pull back out. So EA, just don't screw it up. So let's talk about some of these games. So Battlefield, um, I, I would love to have Battlefield, uh, Dead Space, Dragon Age. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Uncle Johnny. Uh, my brother, you know, your uncle, he loves Dragon Age. Those are good games. I'd love to see those on Switch. Um, they brought FIFA. I'd like to see them. I actually have FIFA. Which one? Do yeah. I have 19? You have 18, I think. I have 18? I would like to see them bring FIFA with all its features, too. Yeah, it's going to require more work, but they can do it. They're they're, they're not a small company. No. Um, what are some of the games that you marked down? Um. Oh, um, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. The oh, that is second such one. a good game. Um, I played both of those on the Xbox. The first one was my favorite. Yeah. It, yeah. Felt, it felt more like gritty. Yeah. I'm into it. And yeah. the second one was more about unlocking things. And it yeah, felt, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. They're both very, They're very both good. But. Um, I, I spent so much time playing, especially the first one. Like I would come home every day from school and that's what I would do every afternoon from when I got home from school. I would just go it's on It's a great game. Guard, yeah. So these would be amazing on Switch. I mean, for me, um, because I just really, really like these games. These are a lot of fun. So I would love having, and just even like just Plants vs Zombies. Well, see, now you're talking about PopCap. So PopCap, PopCap was very. Um, they were. I don't know how they did it, but they they were able to create games that grabbed. You know, the, you know, the, the, you generally look at gamers in one of two categories. You've got casual gamers that like to play Bejeweled on their phone. By the way, that's a PopCap game. Or uh, you've got hardcore gamers, and they've got the big rigs, what they're playing, and yeah. they've got the library, and they're like, oh, yeah. But they yeah. Big headsets gaming. You know, yeah. Yeah, I'm a gamer. You know, gamers, core gamers talk like this. Yeah. Casual gamers, we just kind of talk like this. Yeah. I don't know. If I just sounded like you and you felt offended, I'm sorry. <laughs> there was nothing there. You can write to uh, hey Jaden at dadsgamingcore.com, and he'll receive your That's your not a complaints. thing, actually. That's actually not a thing. Uh, um, I'm just saying. PopCap did something that was unheard of that no one in the industry had done at that point. They were able to tie in, they were able to create games 
that uh, that uh, casual gamers, you know, loved. You know, mommy's never been a gamer, um, but most of PopCap's games like Peggle, Bejeweled, Plants vs. Zombies, Insane Aquarium, um, she loved Bookworm, she loved all those games, and so did core gamers. You're the guy like this coming along. And he's playing Bejeweled. He's yeah. playing Peggle. He's like, oh, I'm going to get that little Peggle. Right here. <laughs> think, oh, got it. Yeah. Or, you know, in St. Aquarium, fit that alien. Just, you know, either way, it got, it crossed, it brought two audiences together. Yeah. And there are so many great Peggle games that I would love to have on Switch right now. In fact, the more I think about this, I'm trying to figure out this way I can get those, those like the Peggle. Li- I, I still have my copy of most of those Peggle games because I bought them back then. I mean, I was playing them. Let's wait and get them on my hacked Switch. Ah. Maybe. Anywho, going back to this, um, ever since EA bought out Peggle, I'm Peggle. Ever since EA bought out PopCap, it feels like <laughs> they've kind of just like shut the doors on PopCap. I mean, okay, we got Plants vs Zombies, Garden Warfare. They brought a few of Peggle games to consoles. A few of PopCap games to consoles. I keep saying Peggle. Like they brought Peggle over. There we go. They brought Zuma. Oh, I love Zuma. They brought over. Um, that's the one. Like you have that lizard frog thing, and it spins, and the marbles are going around him. Oh, such a great game. What? I- I'll show you later. Great game. Um, you know, Peggle, Peggle Knights, which was the great sequel. Um, there's just so many. Right. And the Switch, both in docked mode, would be great, but in handheld mode, that'd be. Cool. It gives its. I mean, it's it's made for PopCap. That'd be cool. I mean, I would love to see the entire PopCap library show up on Switch. That'd be actually... Dude, I'd pay lot, 60 really bucks cool. right now for the entire PopCap... Well, maybe the entire PopCap library, because that, that's a lot of games. That's a lot of love they'd be given for 60 bucks. But, I mean, you give me, you know, I don't know, 20 of the greatest hits, Volume 1, I'll pay 30 bucks for that. Volume 2, I'll pay another 30 bucks for that. There are great games. And so, I mean, EA's sitting on this treasure trove of games that I know people would buy up left oh, and yeah. right. You put individual games out there, like the original Plants vs. Zombies, you know, top down. Mm-hmm. Dude, market for, I don't know, $4.99? It would be a, it would be a number one bestseller. It Ew. would be on the eShop bestseller list. I don't know why they're not doing this. Great games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would love to have those. I'm sure... Everyone else would too. We would buy like three copies, oh, four copies for this household. You know, one for each. We'd all want one. Insane Aquarium. Um, Mommy and I were engaged, dating slash engaged when that game came out. And so um, I'd be at work working. You know, I was uh, inventory manager at that time for this company, and I'd be calling her up. What are you doing? Oh, she's playing Insane Aquarium. Yeah, yeah, on her laptop. She's see, playing Insane see, Aquarium. Now, see now, now it's Animal Crossing. Now it's Animal Crossing. But that, if, I, if I was to say, what's the last big game that mommy's been into? I mean, she likes Tetris, but she's never been, like, huge, just play on her own. She loved Insane Aquarium. And so if I could get that on her Switch, oh, my gosh, she would play that yeah, nonstop. And especially for people like her that are only playing Animal Crossing mm-hmm. on their Switch. Because she likes other games. It's just on the Switch, Animal Crossing's really only the I only agree. thing she likes. My question is So this. if they brought other games to the Switch, she would buy them. They would. So my question is simply this. EA, what did you do to PopCap? Did you did you kill it? Is it in some dusty corner of a closet somewhere on the third floor or in the basement? Where I don't know where it's at. Bring it out. There can't be that much coding that you have to do. Throw PopCap on Switch. I mean, they they would make so much money off of that right they off would. the bat. And there's not much they'd have to do behind that. I'm just we saying. should we should we should team up with EA. We All should right, we, work there. We we need to move on here in time. Uh, Mass Effect. I think the bring the Mass Effect games to Switch that would be huge. Uh, need for Speed. That would be a great game on the Switch. We already talked about Peggle, Plants vs Zombies. You know, PopCap games. Um, there's just so much. And then um, 
Star yeah. Wars Battlefront. So, yeah, I was going to say, so there's some... Star Wars Battlefront. I would love to have Battlefront on Switch. I understand that is a g- very graphically intensive game, and it looks gorgeous. Um, just the first one alone, though, we were playing it the other day, and I was shocked at the load times on the Xbox One. It did take a little while. It took forever. I got tired of waiting. I, yeah. I, I won't complain about the Switch load times anymore when there's a game that loads heavy. I'm complaining about Battlefront. It did take a while. No, I can see why that could be a harder one to bring over, but still, I mean, there's an audience here that's not not being tapped into, which brings me to my last game or series of games. Well, let me back up one step. I'd love to see Titanfall on, the, on, on, on it as well. Love Titanfall. Um, the Sims. The Sims has generally been um, a, a series... You know, a game series has been highly accepted by female gamers. Uh, I mean, it goes it goes across the board. You know, men and women alike. But when you look at games that female, you know, that tends to be you know female gamers tend to lean, lean towards, Sims has always been a big one. I don't know why we don't have a Sims game on the Switch, like an, an yeah. official The Sims on the Switch. It makes no sense. That's a game I forgot about it. That's a game I don't remember what which version it was because there's been so many. But that's one that we had on the original Xbox that Mommy did play. She played the Xbox, only The Sims, and she we should we should play it with me. We'd play it two players. When I don't and she ever remember that this, because you weren't born. Oh, this is a long, long. This time is ago. this is on the original Xbox. Oh, this okay. is back when we still lived in Palmer. So we, we've been married oh, all this year. Was a long, yes, before you were born. Yeah, I'm talking about aging here. <laughs> have you ever played a Sims game? No, I haven't. Have you seen it? I mean, I know what it is. Right. You basically you have people that walk around and you give them. House. Well, it's like Animal Crossing, but it's real <laughs> life. You got people walking around. Well, not real life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You walk around. You buy a house. You decorate your house. You go out for social gatherings and partying and whatnot. And you you live the Sims life and so it's life, but again, yeah, but it's simulated. So Animal Crossing. Yeah, and they're called the Sims, but people. Right, and it's and it's it is more for like what you do in real life, like have a pool party, things like that. Um, but you she have a loved pool party, it. Animal Crossing. Okay, moving on. You can't get in the pool. Yeah, that's a good point. That's in the Sims. You can. Why can't you get in the pool? I don't know because you don't want to get your clothes wet, or they can't show you changing into your swimwear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I think that's asking for trouble. They're just things. That's just things could happen. You're asking for trouble. So, um, I don't know. I just I think this is definitely uh, this could really be the year. You know, this fiscal year right now where we are from now until March of 2021 that we could see some strong third-party support coming out. Nintendo has not um, talked much about what they're bringing out this year, and they have to bring out some big hitters this this holiday season because that's when the Xbox Series X is coming out as well as the PS5. Nintendo has to have, have something up their sleeves. Well, I mean, they have talked about a second Breath of the Wild. There's no way it's coming out this year. So that's pretty big. There's no way it's coming out this year. Want to bet? Here's why. It's Nintendo. All of these games, hold on. All of these games have been delayed because of COVID nineteen. Um, Japan, um, they have mandatory work from home orders, uh, or yeah, yeah, they're mandatory. You have to work from home, and so development processes are all changing because people have to figure out, you know, how to share assets back and forth. You no longer have the server; it's based on your internet connection, and there's all these issues. Right. So everything's getting delayed. Breath of the Wild's not coming this year. There's no way. Oh yeah. So here's what I'm saying. If it doesn't come, Nintendo has to have something big up their sleeves. Um, either some good first-party titles coming out, or what if there is something huge coming this holiday? Rather be multiple big titles, like let's say starting this fall. Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's say starting um, August, September. 
we start seeing some major big party titles coming out from third party companies okay. of, of first runs. They're not back catalog. These are new games coming out. And then you have services like EA Access coming out to Switch. You have all of these things coming in. Mm-hmm. It all of a sudden brings, uh, breathes fresh air into into the Switch. And you have Bringing people saying, audience. right, you have people saying, well, I can get a Switch and buy one game and sign up for EA Access for about five bucks a month. And I already have a huge gaming network. This would be unprecedented for Nintendo to do anything like this. But if they were to do it ever, I think now is the time I could see them doing that. Yeah, that'd be a smart move. They've built a smart reputation for, I mean, smart. They've built up a good <laughs> reputation for themselves. And so I think this is the year. So that'd anyway, be cool. I'm hoping. So I don't know. To give us your thoughts. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Email us. Uh, tell us what games you'd like to see on Switch from games, or I'm sorry, from companies specifically like EA. I'd be curious what you have to say. So, uh, Jay, let's go ahead and jump on over to Indie Corner. All right, so the first game we have on Indie Corner we're not going to talk about because we already spent time and length talking about yes, this one. Did. And this one is Doodle God Evolution. It is rated T for teen. You can get it on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Steam. This is rated teen? Yep. Why? I don't know. Uh, well, because you made alcohol. I mean, you didn't do anything with it, but you oh, combined things together point. and it made alcohol. Um, now, I will say this. Uh, if you're looking at getting this game and checking it out for your kids, in the settings, there was a a family-friendly mode that you could enable. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. So so it did, it did you know make it family-friendly. Uh, but at this time, there hasn't been anything in the game that I wouldn't want you or Caleb to see, so it's been fine. Um, this game normally goes for a $9.99, and right now in the Nintendo eShop, you can get it for $2.29. So I say go pick up that game. That sounded interesting, Jaden's description for you. The next game, uh, we're skipping that one because we've already <laughs> talked about it in length. The next game I want to talk to you about is X Morph <laughs> Defense. I feel like I need to add another word in there. Again, this is rated T for teen. Oh. Um, you can get this one on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and you can pick this up on Steam. Currently, uh, it's normally $19.99 on the Nintendo eShop, but right now you can pick it up for $4.99. Um, this is a great game. I am really liking this game. This and is so what we played yesterday, right? Yes. Yes. This but you were but you but, but you were tired and um in fact we were we were beating levels and you said, How come your level is so much shorter than mine? <laughs> and I said, Because I, I, I what did I say? Because I'm I'm better shooter or I'm doing a better job at, at, at Yeah. You said because I killed my guys faster. Yeah, I killed my guys faster. Uh this game is unique. So here's why I really like this game. Um, first of all, you're the bad guys, you're not the humans. Every once in a while, I like a game where it's flipped upside down and you're not the Earth defending. Yeah. Instead, in this race, in this game, you're the you know this robotic race, this exomorph alien species, and you're invading Earth to harvest Earth of its resources. You want to terraform the surface, things like that. What's unique about this game is that it's it's a uh, freestyle. There's not a grid as far as um, it's like a tower defense game. Okay. Um, but it's more than that. So you, you're building your towers to, like any other, I don't have to describe that. If you know tower defense, you know tower defense. So it's a tower defense game, but it's not locked to a grid. So you can place you know, place your towers anywhere you want. But the, the difference is that you can then connect your towers to make barriers like you would with other towers in certain games. And you can reroute the, you know, the earthlings to go a different way. That way they're, getting, they're under fire for longer periods of time. So that's unique. But the biggest difference is that you are each 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 level starts with um, like there's this I can't remember what they call it. I think it's the harvester, the alien harvester that's harvesting that area of all oh, these resources. The core. the core, thank you. And it's harvesting the resources. And you are this 
this de- the space defender type of thing. You're in like the spaceship and you're mm-hmm. defending the core against all the enemies. So you're not just building up towers. You're actively flying around the map and the map's moving every, all different places. Shooting the tanks, shooting. I mean, there's there's ground attacks coming at you. There are air attacks coming at you. Um, oh, those ones are so annoying. And you're and that's where you kept dying. Yeah. Um, and you and you're just going around and you're firing everybody. So you're doing the defense, but then you're you're freely flying all over this map. You know, shooting all up. Um, this is a really, really fun game. Uh, and so, regardless of what console you have, again, it, it's it's out there on everything. Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, Steam. Um, do yourself a favor and check out this game. We'll put links in the show notes. Again, it's called X-Morph. That's X-Morph Defense. Um, rated T for Teen. Great game. I, mean, I give this a solid 8 out of What's 10. What's a hyphen? A dash. Oh. X-Morph. X in case, morph. In case you don't know what a hyphen is. You know, this goes to the, back to the same conversation of, is it a hashtag or a pound sign? It's a hashtag. It's a pound sign. I've never heard it called pound sign ever. <laughs> because you're so young. <laughs> I've never, yeah. I also Dad's Gaming Corner. Pro tip. Hey, all you young people out there, you know that hashtag you see? Let me see what that real purpose is. It's a pound sign on the telephone. Why? What's a telephone? Wait, what? What? What's Why a telephone? Why do you need pounds for a phone? Because when you would page someone on a pager... Like, you carry around a pager, I would type in my, hey, just type in my phone number. I couldn't even do messages back then. Just type in my phone number. You'd get a beep, 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 beep. Look down at your pager or your beeper, some people call it. Okay. And you would see my phone number, and you would know that I'm trying to get a hold of you. You to call me back. So when I would call your pager, it would just simply have a little message of uh, into, your, into your number after the tone or just I would hear a tone. I would type in my phone number, you know, 555-5555, whatever, pound. And pound meant you were done and sent. In fact, a lot of times, and you don't know this again because you're you don't have to worry about this. But a lot right. of times when you call, um, like to pay your electric company or gas bill, phone bill, whatever, a lot of times they'll ask you for security questions like, "What's the last four of your social?" Followed by pound. They will always oh. say pound because it's a pound sign, not a hashtag. But see, these days they're gonna <laughs> say last four numbers. And then hashtag. So, so on a serious because no one knows what a pound sign. On is. a serious note, it's everybody still calls it a pound sign. Like as far as when you call into companies, the day, and I'll say this: the the very first day that I call into a company, it says enter the last four of your social and hit the hashtag sign. <laughs> I will officially feel like I'm a hundred years old. I hope it doesn't wait. I, I hope it waits until I'm a hundred. But if it happens like in a year. I'm gonna feel I mean, so old. It's more reckon like who who knows who It's knows, a pound sign. Who knows that as a pound sign anymore? You know, I wanna put up like a, a same thing with like a uh, hyphen. Who, call, who knows what a hyphen is? I, wanna, I guarantee you if I went to my friends and said, Hey, <laughs> hit the hyphen, they'd be like, What? What's a hyphen? I guarantee It's called a hyphen. Have you ever like uh, you, uh, uh, okay, so let me ask you a question. If you're if you're typing a word and uh, you know some words, uh, like compound words, whatever, they require a dash? Hyphen. Okay. It's not called it's not called a a dashinated word. It's a hyphenated word. A dash. Have you heard of hyphenated words? Maybe. Two words brought together by a hyphen? Well, whenever you're whenever like It's I'm, not called dashinated. Well, no, whenever I'm we're dash saying you that though, like we'll say the first word and then dash and then the second word. Oh my goodness. It's like if it's if, let's say vanilla ice cream, you say vanilla dash ice cream. Hyphen, vanilla hyphen it has it, no dash has a ring. It means to it. it brings it's bringing two together. It's like two different elements. Bring dash together. means it's no longer two elements. It's now one. 
So here's what Just I Just like need. Doodle God. Please, if you're listening to the show and you'd like to weigh in on this subject, would you write in, hey, dad, at dadsgamingcorner.com. Is it a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna dash you. Is it a dash or I'll a hyphen? hyphen? You. Is it a dash or a hyphen? Is it a pound sign or a hashtag? Just right into the show. I don't. You don't even have to tell your story. Just that's all I need. Right into the show. Hey, Dad at DadsGamingCorner.com. I want. I want to be able to, to hear what you have to say. Maybe we'll even put a poll up on Twitter and see what we can get from that. Yeah. Any. I don't even know where we're at. Okay, that's X Morph Defense. All right, next game. Uh, um, I don't even know how to pronounce this correctly. Asara. I'm sure I'm going to. Butcher it, yeah. I'm just going to say uh, Vasara Collection. Um, I love these games. Um, so this is based on old arcade games, uh, like a shoot-em-up instead of a beat-em-up to shoot-em-up. It's one of those games where you're looking top-down and you're constantly flying forward. You're In all reality, your guy's kind of like staying stationary and the screen's moving underneath you, but you can move your guy around. It's one of those things where they call it... Um, um, I'm trying to th- I know what it's called. I'm trying to think of a different word that's PG. Like a bullet storm. There we go. It's like a bullet storm. I'm thinking of the, normally the phrase is a bullet and has a different word there. Um, but it's like a bullet storm where at any time on the screen, there are like, there are so many, there could be, you know, 50 flying bolts on the screen and it's it's impossible oh, this, uh, to avoid. This game made um, me so mad. Man, I love playing this game. It brought me back to my childhood. And you, normally this collection is 10 bucks. Right now it's on the eShop, on the Nintendo eShop for 99 cents. Um, I think this is a great game. I wouldn't pay that. You can get it on Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam, so it's everywhere. Um, if you grew up with these games at all, you're going to love these games. And if if you haven't, I'd say still give it a shot. It's for 99 cents. It's worth it. Uh, this has it has both of the arcade versions, but then it has a newer four player version where instead of just having the center third of your screen, because that's how it was back then, um, you have the entire wide screen and you have even more bullet mayhem, and it just looks great. It gave me a headache. Well, you know why you weren't blinking. I, I mean, and that I is tried. something that I noticed, you know, because you, you complained last night. You're like, I'm not blinking because there's too much going on. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I remember growing up playing a lot of these games and having the same, you know, same issue of not blinking. And even like later on in my, you know, you know, uh, teenage years, adult life, as I started wearing contacts, there were games that I would have to remind myself to blink because my, my contacts would dry out. Cause I'm just, <laughs> there's so much action on the screen. I know you're you just, can't blink or you're going to die. You're not going to die. Yes, you will. All right. That's the Vasara Collection. It's a great game. Check it out. Um, yeah. Those are, but all three of those are solid picks depending on, on your, it's, it's interesting. These are very three different genres, different types of games. Um, I'm loving X-Morph. Uh, I like uh, the Vasara Collection. You hate the Vasara Collection, yet you love Doodle God. And I'm looking at Doodle God going, I'm already bored with Doodle God. Um, it is one of those games that won't be very fun monotonous. for very long. Well, what does that mean? It's the same thing over and over. Yes. That's why I think it won't be fun very long. The, the difference is, is when you're playing farm mode versus then when you're playing quest. I like the quest mode. Uh, so that to me gives me a purpose. I like the quest mode. So, mm-hmm. But three great games to check out. Uh, we are right up at the end of our time here, and we did want to. We haven't done tabletop gaming in quite a while. And so let's go ahead and talk about tabletop gaming. You know, every time I hear this track, you know, this is, I'll just say it, this track is straight from StarCraft 1, the original StarCraft, it's from the, uh, it's part of the Terran music. Um, we, I keep saying this, but I need to introduce you to, to FPS games. Yeah. Not FPS, RTS. RTS. Real-time strategy games. Yeah. Which you've never played. Nope. Sounds fun, though. So weird. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, but rather it's than go down I'm that rabbit trail. It's in the hashtag trail, generation. <clears throat> you're, in the, you're in the hashtag dash 
generation. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We've talked about Ticket to Ride before on the show, but today we want to talk to you about Ticket to Ride New York Edition. Um, <clears throat> the advantage that this game has is that if you have younger children or if you don't have time to play you know, Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Ride takes 30 to 45 minutes to play depending on how, how much you're focused in on the game um, and how, you know, if they're new players, um, are you playing relaxed, taking your time? I mean, this game could last up to an hour. Well, Ticket to Ride New York Edition is basically the same rules, but it trades uh, an entire nation down to one state of just New York, and instead of trains, you're doing taxis. Besides that, it's this exact same game. Yeah, just way smaller. A lot smaller. Because it's only one state. Exactly. And so to give you some stats, we pull these directly from uh, BoardGameGeek.com uh, just to give you the, the information on this game. Uh, it's two to four players, and you can complete it in 10 to 15 minutes. And so once you know it, I mean, you can... You could cycle through four or five games in an hour, you know, easily, which makes it great. Also makes it a great uh, board game to travel. If you're going on a family vacation mm-hmm. you want time to bring some games with you, it's a great one without bringing the whole, you know, ticket to ride, yeah. you know, board. Um, it's ages eight and up, and the weight that Board Game Geeks gives us uh, is a 1.25. So one easy being to pick up. easy, easy to pick up, five being difficult. This is a really easy game. Um, they give it a rating of 7.1 out of 10. Um, I'd probably give it about the same. Um, I think I like Ticket to Ride better because it's more complex and there's more to it. But this New York edition is really easy to pick up. This is also a lot cheaper, where Ticket to Ride is generally around 50 bucks to pick up. Uh, This one is MSRP. MSRP on this one is 20 bucks, but you can get it on sale on Amazon a lot of times for like 18 bucks. So save $2. And if you're stuck at home still because of the quarantine, uh, now's a great time to buy a new family game. So if you've got if you've got kids at all and you want to play something that's a little bit more mature, and I see what I mean by mature is I'm saying if you're done with Candyland and you want to play something with a little bit more strategy, pick up Ticket to Ride. Um, yeah. If you've got you know kids seven on up, seven eight on up, um, play. I think you would have fun playing this game. Micah, who's you know just he's four, just now about to be five. Um, he likes watching this game, and he'll be on one of our teams and help us pick the cards, or he likes to place the trains or the cars on the track as you're going and everything else, depending on the game. But um, it's just a great game. So so Ticket to Ride, if you haven't heard about it before, specifically the New York edition, but the, the game works the same either ways. The game is all about trying to connect destinations. And so in this version of Ticket to Ride of New York, you're connecting things like the Empire State Building to Brooklyn or, you know, you know, East Side Village or, you know, Lower East Side. And um, my just mind whatever. just went blank. Uh, some of the tourist attractions in New York. But basically, you have all of these little taxis and you're trying to connect one destination point to the other destination point. And the way you do that is by drawing cards. And so you draw your resource cards and they could be, you know, red, blue, white, green, pink, black. I think I named them all. Um, but anyway, just these, you know, five or six different colors. And they have to correspond to the tracks you're trying to lay. So, for example, you may be trying to get from point A to point B, and there's a there's a track of three blocks uh, that are blue. So you need three blue cards or a wild card, um, and then there may be some gray in there. So if it's a gray, it means it's neutral, and you can play. It's it's such an easy game to pick up because you're all you're doing is drawing resource cards to help you lay down your cars in this game or trains in the bigger game to connect your destinations. But still strategic and fun. It is very strategic. Um, you can play it very simple, or you could put all your effort into it. And so, block other um, people on their path. Exactly. You can, you can get ruthful, uh, not ruthful, Ru- ruthless. ruthless. There's the word. You can get ruthless in this game. 
and really have fun with it. Um, when mommy and I play, I have to. With, we always bring in computer players. I have to because we have it digitally as well on our iPads. Um, I have to be careful because I just want to like, like it's so easy just to block her path because I mean she'll lose points. So basically, you score points for how many you know trains or cars you have on the board. You score uh, points for how many destination cards you've completed, but then mm -hmm. you can also lose points if you're not able to complete a destination card. By the end of the game. Right. Um, this game has one of our highest recommendations as far as if you want a fun game, an easy game to jump into um, without too much you know, fuss over it, too much of a learning curve. Yeah. This game's yeah. lots and lots of fun, so definitely go pick that up. Anything else you would add to that, Jay? Um, no, you summed it up pretty okay. well. Well, we are over our time here, so let me just go ahead and bring up to the closer here. Remember, I'm going to remind, uh, bleh, as a reminder, there we go. You can find all things that we talked about directly in the show notes, uh, whatever podcast app you're using. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at DadsGC, as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. I'm going to throw this out there again. We are really looking for a social media manager who can kind of come in and manage a lot of the stuff for us because I... We just don't do it. <laughs> we don't do it very well. And so uh, my delays have been as much as three days in getting back to somebody, and it's just unacceptable. But anyway, if you're interested, you can do that. Uh, be sure to drop us a line with your own mom or dad story or your weigh-in on comment. Is it a dash or is it a hyphen? Is it's it a, a dash. Is it a pound? Is it a hashtag? It's a hashtag. You know, leave us your thoughts at heydad at dadsgamingcorner.com. And if you like the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a, re a nice review and a like. And if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can always do so via Patreon at patreon.com slash dadsgamingcorner. Uh, one of the thoughts that we've had is trying to do possibly a live show, um, and if we do that, that might be something that we put behind the Patreon um, side of things, um, or maybe even an upcoming show. Not really sure, so... Still figuring um, it all out. Yeah. Be sure to listen to the show. Share it with your friends. Um, we rely on listeners like you to really you know, help spread the word for the show and everything else. So, uh, Jay, any final words? No, y'all have a good week. All right, guys. Have fun. Stay safe. Wash your hands. I hope you're doing well. Play lots and lots of games. We'll talk to you next week.